You are tuned into a special episode of The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host Nishtha Gautam, the Quint's Opinions Editor. Hello and welcome to this very special conversation with economist Ratan Roy, who's going to dissect Budget 2022. and uh, for the for the benefit of all of us who like to pretend that we understand what is going with the economy what is going on with the budget but need a lot of hand holding thank you very much uh, dr roy for speaking to us and uh, my first upfront question is what is the key announcement for you or what are the key announcements for you in this budget because all of us are scratching our heads over that The key announcement for me Nishtha in this budget is that the government is incapable of collecting taxes the government is incapable of undertaking disinvestment according to its own ambitions and therefore for the fourth year in a row pre-pandemic or post-pandemic the government of India is running out of money to do the things it wanted to do and therefore what the government of india is doing during the pandemic because it had no choice was it borrowed a lot and it increased expenditure by borrowing a lot this year they wanted to disinvest and get 150000 crores this year they wanted to get tax revenues up above 8% of gdp they have failed miserably on both counts and as a result of which they don't have revenue but they were already borrowing such high amounts that they had to cut their borrowing so even the little bit of extra tax revenue they got and they were so happy about compared to the budget estimate in this year's revised estimate all of that has gone to cut the fiscal deficit so today the government of india's budget that is its total expenditure is 1.5% of gdp less than it was in the budget uh, estimates and 1.5% of gdp less than last year it's a contractionary budget it's a smaller budget it's not an expansionary budget it's not a pro growth budget and contrary to what the economic survey said there is no fiscal space in this budget the government is struggling for money and it is having to rely entirely on borrowing to find its money that's message one message two government is talking a lot about doing capital expenditure but if you're not getting more revenue and you're not getting uh, and you're shrinking overall expenditure then where are you getting the capital expenditure from you are getting it by cutting revenue expenditure which is the expenditure that is not on investment what are you cutting are you cutting salaries no establishment expenditure has gone up so it's not that they're running government more cheaply are you able to pay less interest on debt no because you have been getting indebted so interest on debt is going up right. are you lowering subsidies no food and fertilizer subsidies are higher today than in the last pre pandemic budget you have cut narega which is what people relied on the one thing they had to rely on in the pandemic you have cut health expenditure in a 
period when you're coming out of pandemic today, India's health expenditure as a percentage of GDP, unlike possibly any other civilized country that I know, is lower, lower than it was before the pandemic. And that has enabled you to increase capital expenditure. But has it enabled you to add to total investment by increasing public capital expenditure? No, because private capital expenditure, private investment has collapsed. So all you have done is fill that hole that Ambani and Adani have vacated. And you have done it by spending less on Narega, less on health, and by failing, despite record profits by listed companies to raise taxes, and by miserably failing to do disinvestment. My third message is the government has understood the, it's the extent of its incompetence. Therefore, next year's budget, disinvestment targets are very modest. They are lower than the actual collections this year. Tax revenue targets are very modest. This government has given up on the idea that you will collect more and spend it on public goods and on welfare. Those are the three messages from this exasperating budget for me. Finally, they clearly have no medium-term plan. Till two years ago, they used to give you a medium-term framework telling you at least it was not worth the paper it was written on. At least they gave you some kind of astrology on where they thought the economy would be in three or four years. They've abandoned that. And then the FM has the insouciance to say that this budget is a 25-year blueprint when you can't even tell me what, where the economy is going to be four years from now, what the growth rate is going to be, what the fiscal deficit is going to be. Right. Uh, Dr. Roy, thank you so much for being so candid about it. Uh, but I am forced to ask you, who does this budget make happy? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, it makes certain people very happy as it, uh, you know, as is wont with all the budgets. Budgets try and persuade people that they should be happy by saying things that they don't typically do. This budget has not done that because they don't have the space to do it. But I'm sure that uh, uh, infrastructure uh, segment will be very happy mm -hmm. because when the government spends on infrastructure, then they have to hire contractors and the contractors will build the infrastructure. So I'm sure contractors are very happy. Uh, to some extent, the middle class should be happy that the government has yet again failed to collect taxes from them. And the corporate sector should be happy, despite record profits, that the government has failed to collect taxes from people earning record profits. They should be very happy. All right? The uh, financial market should be happy that the government has so spectacularly and incompetently failed on disinvestment that now they're going to have to sell things like LIC possibly at throwaway prices. There's going to be a lot of pressure now to do fire sales of existing public assets. So lots of such people are going to be happy. Right. Uh, and everybody else, I think, is just going to carry on as before. What the government is doing essentially is saying that we are not able to invest or control this economy using fiscal right. policy as an instrument uh, to the extent that they used to and we expect them to. So we're kind of going to give up and you're left on your own. Right. But, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people are not able to do anything on their own. And we are talking about the immense distress that the pandemic has caused to a lot of people. Yeah, they do not have the luxury to you know, carry on on their own because they are, in any case, the neglected lot. So do you think that uh, the budget has even tried to um, 
address this distress caused by the COVID-19 pandemic? It is very clear that this budget had, or this government, had no intention at least of using fiscal policy to address distress. Uh, it briefly used PM Kisan to address distress. It used Narega in year one of the pandemic to address distress, but in year two, 9.1 million households, that's about 36 million people, average of four per household, wanted Narega and could not get it. It's a demand-driven program, but the outturns of the budget show that allocations to Narega have not risen in real terms by as much as, for example, allocations to capital expenditure. We are going to build 400 Vande Bharat trains. Is that going to help someone who's dependent to Narega? We are going to build 2,500 kilometers of express superhighways. That will keep the Prime Minister's ego very happy, I'm sure. It's not going to help someone with Narega. But the signals are very clear right from the beginning, Nishtha. This government does not win elections by making people happy on economic grounds. They have quite different, albeit perhaps more successful, ways of winning elections. We shall see. Right. Sure. On that uh, fantastic note, my <laughs> next question comes, which is going to distress us a little further, it seems. So what, what do you see as the biggest challenges uh, for, for the economy at the moment? The biggest challenge for the economy is that we do not have a plan. If I were to ask the government of India, what is going to be the major driver of growth as we recover from the pandemic? Is it going to be consumption? Is it going to be investment? domestic. I don't get a satisfactory answer. This budget has not done much on consumption, that's obvious. This budget, as I said, is providing public investment because private investment is not happening. That does not increase investment. That merely substitutes one source of investment for the other. The plan, as I heard it two years ago, and a lot of noise was made about this asset monetization pipeline, we will privatize X, we will privatize Y, was it that, and I didn't mind that, that the government would take its existing public assets, sell them, and invest that in the economy. That's good. Many companies do that. If you have public assets which are not getting good returns, you sell those assets and you use that money to invest in things. Right. The government can't even sell its assets. So this very difficult. The biggest challenge before this country at the moment is the serial incompetence. There's no other word right. for it. Of the economic policy-making arms of the government. Contrast the competence of the Home Ministry with the incompetence of the economic policy-making arms. That is the biggest challenge before the country. And the country does right. not develop and transform solely by having a competent home ministry. I'm sorry, it doesn't. You know, you, you, you actually will need to have some competence improvements in economic policy making. And it is patently clear year after year, this government is unable to deliver on that front. Okay, the question, the basic question about money. Where is the money coming from? If it's coming at all because yes uh, capex uh, or the capital expenditure outlay has expanded you know there have been uh, these uh, expanded commitments for the states uh, for their needs where is all that money coming in from well, it's, it's not, not coming in from, from from the sale of the assets that you just mentioned it's not coming not from coming. the taxes the money is not coming because of incompetence the money was supposed to come from privatization receipts. They budgeted 1 lakh 75,000 crores. They're 1 lakh crores short. 1 lakh crores. Imagine if they had 1 lakh crores today to invest in the things they want to invest. Right? They don't have that. They, they are unable to collect more taxes. Despite record profits, they're unable to collect more taxes. They're unable to disinvest. All they can do is borrow. 
And when they borrow, there are limits to borrowing, which is why they have to bring the fiscal deficit under control. So there is no money. The fiscal crisis that I've been pointing out since 1920, despite the best efforts of government to put a brave face on it, has continued. And it has, con and, and I can possibly comment, uh, compliment the government for being very modest now in its aspirations. Now, they ask, all the big talk on disinvestment is finished. 1,75,000 crores they budgeted last year. This year, I think they've budgeted, um, how much have they budgeted this year? 65,000. 65,000. So, what is it? 1,75,000. And big talk, I heard big talk from ETIO. I heard big talk from the Ministry of Finance. I had big talk about asset monetization pipelines. Big talk in the future tense, incompetence in the present tense. That's the major message I get from this budget. Right. And my last question is going to be, what is the biggest miss that you noticed in the budget? <laughs> Again, the same thing. <laughs> you said you would disinvest. What happened? Where did you come up with that number of 1,75,000 crores? Who is responsible for giving you that number? that your performance has been so pathetic and your performance has been so pathetic that it's not a one-off. You have now moderated your ambitions next year, which means you're incapable of disinvesting your own assets. It's like a household, you know, which has illiquid assets like gold or housing. They say, okay, let's sell it and try and invest in our children's education. And then you come back and say, sorry, I could not sell the assets I have. What can be more incompetent than this? So the biggest miss, I think, is the lack of a credible, competent finance ministry that either has a roadmap for the future that is credible or is able to act and walk the talk in the future tense instead of boasting continuously in the present continuous tense. The boasting continues. In yesterday's economic survey, they said there is fiscal space. Where is the fiscal space? You have shrunk expenditure. You have not collected taxes. You have not disinvested. Where is your fiscal space? So my message is stop boasting. Start working. I want to see actually the present tense now. This country has waited a long time and we have been through a pandemic and enough is enough. Right. You may wait the elections as you will till kingdom come using other means and other ministries. But I think you owe this nation if you have the gumption to say you govern this country the economic transformative future that you keep saying you have bought into. Thank you so much. For, <laughs> thank you so much for this message. And I really hope and pray that um, this message reaches not just the voters, not just the people who actually are supposed to hold their elected representatives accountable, but also the people who have been behind this budget and uh, have given uh, a document which, according to Dr. Roy, does not have a vision, does not have any redeeming feature, as it were. And that's a rather sorry state of affairs when it comes to the economy of this country. With this, thank you very much. Thank you for coming in. And please leave your questions, your uh, comments in our comment section. And uh, in any further conversation uh, that the Quint is going to have on budget, we will try like and address to this episode, all your queries, all your questions, all your confusions about Apple, the budget Google and more. Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, stay tuned for our relentless coverage on budget 2020. other podcasts, please thank log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at the Quint.com. Thanks for listening. 
Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts. 